Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The playoffs begin. How should the Bills plan an attack against the depleted Dolphins? And as the Bills try to make a run for the Super Bowl, what makes us the most optimistic and what makes us the least? Plus, we all look back at our biggest playoff moments to date for the Bills in the McDermott era. All that's coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Hello. Hope you all are enjoying. (laughs) We have our merch. Dan has the blue. I have the red. Catalana has the black. It's black on the inside, yes. Yeah, this is two-tone mug. This is the big mug, which we need for coffee and dealing with Catalana. (laughs) Um, Welcome to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel presented by Connors and Ferris. Mike Catalana, Dan Fates. I am Jenna Cottrell. Uh, we're going to talk all about this Bills-Dolphins playoff matchup as well as just our memories from some of the po- previous postseasons. But before we do, if you enjoy our content, please be sure to like, comment, as well as subscribe. All right, let's talk about it. Gentlemen, the playoffs are here. Oh, yeah, also, we didn't... So you can buy this merch if you enjoy the Buffalo Plus uh, podcast or the channel yeah. on buffaloplusstore.com. And we'll have a link if you go inside uh, here on this on this channel. There'll be a yeah. link to take you right there, and yeah. uh, and then let us know what you think. Yeah, we have some shirts. Dan and I designed a lot of stuff. Yep. And uh, livid. <laughs> no, uh, we have fun with it. There were some stressful moments, but we've had fun with it so far. <laughs> so if you enjoy what we, we've I didn't had feel any stress. It's an amount of orders. Stress free, Mike. Stress free. That's how you boys live your life. That's you it. just get to sit there and look pretty, and I do That's all the work. That's what we do. Yep. <laughs> that is what we do. All right. Let's talk about the game. All right. The Bills, Dolphins, this is their third meeting of the season. Tua is not clearing concussion protocol. He will not be out there. Uh, it's expected to be Skylar Thompson at quarterback, the seventh-round rookie uh, coming into Orchard Park. Mike, how does this Bills team attack a Dolphins team that is – frankly, limping into the postseason. That's the right word, too. Attack, attack, attack. That's what I want to see. I want to see the Bills be the Bills. I want to see them not be reckless. They don't need to be reckless. They need to be themselves. Mm -hmm. Get Josh and the offense going. Confuse the heck out of Skylar Thompson. Do not allow him comfort at all, especially early in the game. You know, we all think about those moments at a home game in Orchard Park when you've kicked the ball or punted it to them and they're at the six yard line with the tunnel side and the crowd is on top of them. It, you guys know you're shooting the games. It's insanely loud. You got to so turn loud. the microphones down on the camera because it's just distorted. It's crazy. I want to see how Skylar Thompson does in that moment, right? It's intimidating for any guy. That's why I say early in this game, light them up, let them know this is the playoffs. It's a different speed and play like the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I agree. I think I think defensively you be aggressive. I think you push the envelope. I think you you blitz. I think you 
do what you have done to rookie quarterbacks where Sean McDermott's had success. Mike, I think you tweeted out 10 and three in his career against yeah. rookie quarterbacks or quarterbacks making their first career start. Um, yeah, I, I, again, on top of Skylar Thompson being a seventh round pick out of Kansas state and not really playing all that well, he's also pretty, he's also like banged up a little bit too. Like, like the amount of things that are going against this Dolphins team. Um, I am with you, Mike. I think defensively, be aggressive. Send Matt Milano. Send Tremaine Edmonds. Make him feel again. Even though he has started and played in a couple games, it's the playoffs, and like this is this is different now. Like even more than than before, the pressure's ramped up, and so I I, I want to add to that pressure. And it's what Mike, you and I were talking about after we got done with the show yesterday. That fine line between make him get the ball out of his hands quick. And that do you want him to get the ball out of his hands quick? Because he does have, he still has Waddle and Hill who can take a two yeah. yard pass and turn it into 70. Um, but also if you let him sit in the pocket, those guys will find a way to get open after six, seven seconds. Um, so I'm with you that pressure, pressure, pressure. I expect the bills to get after Skylar Thompson's kind of similar to what we saw in the jets and Mike white, just like the physicality yeah. in which they're going to make, Skylar Thompson wished that he wasn't out there on the field, which is some of those, I think of like that Matt Milano hit and just the aggression that you saw. And I do expect this to be a very, you know, I don't want to say blitz heavy, but I just expect there to be a ton of pressure from Leslie Frazier and trying to get in Skylar Thompson's face. Look, he's essentially untested. He's being put into some tremendous uh, circumstances in terms of like, not to say like you know he's going to fail, but the, the the deck is stacked against him right now, and the Bills have to capitalize on that. They have to make him uncomfortable. They have to get to him because you know that there's just plenty of turnovers that could be right there. They have to be opportunistic about it. Um, yeah. And let's see. And the and we've seen in the last game. I mean, the Bills were able to for, force turnovers, and if you can have that in the playoffs, just what that does for your offense as well. Bills have to be able to capitalize. Yeah, and I think one thing we saw from Tua with this offense is, you know, when the guys are there, he he put the ball there. Like, yeah, if yeah. you left the guy open, he got it to them. When you made a mistake, the ball was there. I'm not saying Skylar Thompson can't do that. I'm saying is he hasn't done that. I mean, Tua was pretty successful when healthy. And so yeah. the Bills knew, Definitely. you leave him a window, he was finding it. Like, if he had the timing right, he was getting him the ball. And we saw the big throws to Waddle. He had the one in the playoff game. Actually, Tyreek Hill hadn't hurt the Bills that much. It's really been Waddle yep. who has hurt them. They also hurt okay. them in the run game. And up to this point, um, we don't know what's going on in the run game because Mostert has been not practicing. They really are banged up. Both their tackles are hurt. Like, they have a lot of issues that way. I guess I, I like the aggressive start um, defensively. I think we're in agreement on that. I still want them to be aggressive offensively. And this is where I know I'm going to get a little pushback in the top, my right corner here. Um, Dan. Michael. Dan. Also, you just I sound just like, like a I'm father. In the right corner. I'm usually in the bottom. I feel you like are. I've risen up. I've risen yes. up status. That's because um, you're usually the last one to join us. <laughs> that's also true. Um, yeah, I just think that this is a game plan. I think the Bills need to be extra cautious, extra safe, conservative, extra vanilla. 
and like it pains me to say this. Like this isn't what I want personally, <laughs> and this like goes against all of my beliefs. But I just think that Sean McDermott will have his conservative, safe game plan that he can put into this, and he'll have his hands all over this offensive game plan in the sense of, and I made this analogy before and like during those drought years, the bills always seem to have this really good defense. And like at the end of the year, the stats would show like they had this, wow, look at this, they have this top five defense or anything like that. And I always was like, yeah, but like when they needed to play well, they would get gashed because most of the times teams showed up to Buffalo and to play the bills, they would say, well, if we score 20 points, like Tyrod's not going to beat us. Like, so they went in conservatively and they, teams would punt from the plus 45 because they went, well, there's no way they can drive 90 yards. Like, so, and I think that's how you approach this Dolphins team. There's no way that Skylar Thompson can beat you unless you turn the ball over, unless you throw interceptions, unless you fumble the ball and, or get strip sacked. Like those are the only ways if you give like Skylar Thompson short fields, that's the only way I can see the bills losing. So to me, if it's fourth and two from the 20, you kick the field goal. And like most other times against Burrow and the Bengals or against Mahomes and the Chiefs, that's field goals aren't going to be good enough to beat you or to beat them. Field goals are going to be fine to beat Skylar Thompson. It's Skylar Thompson. Don't give him any momentum off a turnover or a short field. The end. Michael. Well, I, I agree with some of what you're saying there. By the way, we all like saying the name Skylar Thompson. Love it, it. it epitomizes. I don't. I, don't. I always. No, no, but I'm saying is in Not this context, name. in this context, it's like Skylar Thompson. Like you're playing yeah. Skylar Thompson. It just Can't sounds say it enough. Might be a heck of a nice guy. Maybe he'll have a great career in the NFL. We don't know. But he's a seventh round pick playing for a reason. And because they're banged up. And, and again, he doesn't even have the help that he, he does have those two. And I guess those two are really what just scares you in the game. And they scare every yeah. team. But you got to get them the ball. You got to have a running game that people respect. You have to have a quarterback who can do that. I agree with some of what Dan is saying there. I'm not saying be reckless. But Jenna, I want to see I want to see Josh Allen in the offense just You're right, Dan. Teams would score 20. Go score 20 in the first quarter, first half. Go score it. Go go let the Dolphins know they ain't coming back in this one. We're going to get the ball and we're going to score and we're going to take it to the end zone. I think that is the mindset this team's going to need going forward. Now, I agree with you. You don't want to be dumb. You got to win. Well, the most important thing that. is to win. But there is a balance there. Yes, there is a balance. And there yeah. are times I think, eh, take the points and go ahead when it's not that way. But, Jenna, where are you on this? Because Dan and I are pretty, uh, pretty far, far into the spectrum. I mean, I get what I totally get what Dan is saying, and I do understand what you're saying as well in terms of like essentially. Yeah, but I'm I'm right, right? I feel like knowing this Bills team, they will come out pretty aggressive and then pretty pretty quickly flip the tide into getting conservative. Like I think if they were able to put up some points, then they oh. would start running the ball more. Then they would start eating up the clock, like all of those things that we've seen them do. I think they want to get out, obviously, to a substantial lead. But I think in this game, like 14 points is feels like a substantial lead. Six considering is a substantial lead against Skylar Thompson. Okay. I mean I mean, he didn't do anything sure. against the Jets. The Jets have a heck of a defense and that kept the Jets really do good. have a great defense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean six it, points. It, it, Tyreek no, Hill, 
I, I feel like with the talent that they have on their offense, obviously you have to get them the ball in terms of Waddle and Hill, but they still have that effect to scare you. Like they no, no, still no, are no. playmakers and guys that we've seen. I mean, Tyreek Hill turned a fumble into a touchdown. Like they can, <laughs> they, they can score the ball. Um, I, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying though. I do expect it to be a more vanilla game plan. I do. That's just my thought process. I, I, I just look at this as the bills have, all the momentum, being at home, all of these things, three and outs hurt you and turnovers hurt you. Like, yeah, we saw, it was funny, Jen, I think we talked about it on one of the shows that like, or is that when you guys recapped the game on Sunday about New England, like it was great to see this big play offense. I don't think you need the big play offense. I don't mm-hmm. think you need to take shots. I, I think you need to <laughs> control the clock not in the sense of keeping Skylar Thompson off the field, but just kind of take the air out of any hope that my in Miami's balloon that like, yeah, okay, if we get the ball. Like we, Hey, Hey guys, if we, we, you know, one quick slant to Tyreek, we're back in it. It's like, okay, like have a 10 play drive that just demoralizes this team. That I see that. I, I, I definitely. Yeah. I, I just think you need to build to that. I would say, now this is maybe not the right comparison, but I think back to that Bills game on the terrible weather against New England, and you didn't think Mac Jones could hurt you, and he never did hurt you in that game. And the Bills didn't throw. They were trying to get by with the run game. New England broke one play on the run, and the next thing you know, the Bills were on their heels, and then they finally started throwing. It was that kind of game. And then when they played them back in the playoffs, obviously the weather was different. And they just had this game plan to, I don't know, score a touchdown every time they touched the ball. (sighs) And they just – destroyed a Belichick defense. Now, I'm not saying they're going to do that, nor do they need to do that. I'm saying is they have the ability to do that. And maybe we're just taking it in two different places. I think Dan's looking more of a slow play, be smart, be up 17 to three in the second quarter, you know, and that, and that's fine. Like I, I don't need them to put on a show. I, I, for them, they just need to win the game. But I think, I think if you're Miami, you're thinking, Oh boy, we got to stay in this game. Don't help them stay in the game. And and there's a balance between those two. So, look, yeah. I, there, is a, there is a way that can't, Miami can win. Dan's right. Bills turn the ball over. They're flat. New England – or New England. Miami gets a break. <laughs> I think you also said Kansas third. City there. Did no, I say – I thought he said Kansas City could win this game. Like, we're already, no. like, past this team. I thought you like, were saying New England. I said New England as I was referencing New England then. But I'm saying as I think – Miami, yeah, sure. An NFL team, they can win. Like, I mean, this happens in the league. So yeah. uh, you have to be prepared for that. You don't want to be in a game with these guys. And that would be the point where when they're standing in this locker room saying to each other, nobody thinks we can win, it's actually accurate right now. Yeah. It's accurate. <clears throat> Correct. And Tyreek Hill has ended their season the last two years. Like, he is still Tyreek and, Hill. And Patrick Mahomes. I know, but he ain't there. I mean, it's at least no, Tyree I know, Kill. but I'm saying like, I don't think it's right. fair to characterize that Tyree Kill has ended their season the last two years when it oh, was Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball. You're hundred percent right. I'm just saying is that guy is still there. That guy that, that guy, haunts that guy. Not that guy, pal. That guy. Um, and yes, I have concluded that Skylar Thompson is not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, Do you want to hear I know that took you a while? Do you want to hear a cool stat? I just <laughs> recorded uh, Beth Betts. I have a dozen plays. A dozen, a dozen? Daniel. Yeah, what? it's it's the most I've had. Like it's it's absurd. Um, 
wild card home favorites of nine points or more mm-hmm. are 12 and 0 straight up, meaning they've won all 12 games. Yeah. And are 11, 11 and 1 against the spread over the last 30 years. Wow. wow. That's impressive. So not only do they win, they annihilate the other team laying the double digit points. And you know what's interesting about that? Back it wasn't too long ago, it's only been a couple of years. There was a one there was um one and two seed were both out of the game. Yep. <laughs> now you have two seeds playing, like the yep. Bills. Yeah. Normally that team would have had a bye. Wow. So the disparity can be different. So yeah, that's yeah. well, that's pretty interesting. And Dan, so I see with 12 plays, you are not going in with a conservative game plan. You're being your not best. at all. I am emptying the clip. This has been the best <laughs> year that Uncle Dan has ever had. Um and, and so again, if you're watching this video, there'll be another video out shortly whenever you're watching this one. Um, Josh Allen on DraftKings, his passing touchdown over under is one and a half. Every single game he has played against the Dolphins, he wow. has thrown at least two touchdowns. That's so surprising. You can get that at DraftKings for minus 150. I think that's a no brainer. Wow. That's and also we, we've gotten into this podcast and we haven't addressed also, I think it's worth saying that Josh Allen has the highest passer rating in NFL playoff history. Yes. Pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty, pretty good, good in the playoffs. By the he's way, insane. Jenna, don't Dan tell Nick Wright that, but he's pretty good. Dan with his game plan here, um, he's going to take the over one and a half, and then the Bills are going to be up twenty-seven to three, and Josh only has one touchdown pass, and it's fourth and two, and McDermott brings out the field goal unit. Wait, Mike, Dan's- Mike that's fine because I like Tyler Bass over one and a half field goals as well. <laughs> <laughs> really, one and a half. Yeah, he hasn't had two field goals in a game in like four or five weeks. It's, it's actually been surprising. Hmm. That is surprising. Well, one of those games was in Chicago too. So, yep. but that's just one of them. All right. Yeah. So okay. we'll see. Right, well, we'll see how it plays out. All right. Well, let's talk about it though. In terms of Dan, I'll start with you. What makes you, we'll start with, do we want to go positive first or what concerns you? Okay. Yeah. Not just kidding. What, yeah. what? Uh, why do you feel like this team is poised to win the Super Bowl, Dan? A positive, and we'll talk about what some of the things that concern us in the other way. Well, what I think makes the you the that, most optimistic? Yeah, I guess if I'm going first, I'll take the most obvious one, and it's just the way that Josh has risen to big moments and throughout this entire season. Um, I, I, I have been critical of the way Ken Dorsey has has run this offense and called plays. Um, but it seems like the last few weeks they've kind of gotten some things ironed out going back to even the way they ran the ball against the bears. Like I was a fan of that. Like they have found a little bit of success with that, with Josh Allen in these moments. Um, I don't want to go with team of destiny vibes, but this just seems to be, um, I get it. A, a, a team that is put putting it together at the right time. They've won seven in a row. Like I, I it seems like um, the fact that, They've done it in sometimes ho-hum ways, like, all right, it's just another win. Um, but they've found ways to win in different ways, which I think is encouraging. Like you guys have always said, hey, you got to be able to win, you know, be able to run the ball when they, when Josh isn't, isn't on. They, they have shown that ability to, in different conditions, run the ball better than I expected them to and better than they have in the past, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I do feel more optimistic is because Josh, we've seen Josh go off in the playoffs, but also it feels like this team is more balanced. And if Josh is 
not having his best day or if they are really doing a fantastic job, like the run offense can give you that change of pace that you need to open up yards and then also down the line set up that passing offense. Um, that's something to me that I think of that you're right. Like James Cook has really added another dimension to this offense. And uh, I think just what that's been able to do for also the confidence of the team and then also just like winding down the clock as well, like that the possession yep. and all those things. Uh, that to me is signals that this team is, you know, able to put that together and more so than years in the past. So that, that to me is an encouraging sign considering what we've wanted to see out of the run game and haven't in the last couple of seasons. Mike, what yeah. about you? All right, let's just start with 17. I know that's the easy answer, but look at what we've seen him do. Look at the game last week where, you know, they were struggling at different times. New England kept staying in the game and he made two spectacular throws. We've seen him do it in the playoffs, right? I mean, last year you can't play the position any better than he did. In that New England game, he was perfect. And the so clutch in the Kansas City game did everything to win the game. So that automatically puts you in that spot. No matter what's going on, he can make a play. Yep. But to your guys' points about how they, they can help with the run game and they've done different things offensively and the defense has come up and all those things. And that's great. And last week's special teams. Yeah. I think it's more, it's not the it's not team of destiny. It's none of those things. It's scar tissue for this year, right? You just said they've won seven in a row and it doesn't feel like it. Because in the past, you know, when it's looked easy and they've just blown people out, it felt differently, even if they lost a game. Yeah. This year they have, you know, going to go back to the whole find a way thing they had at camp, but they have. And I think they feel that way, even when it's going terribly. Like Chicago was awful that first half and it's bad weather and it's crappy day. And they found a way to just dominate the second half. Now, that doesn't necessarily always count in the playoffs because you're going to play better teams. But mm-hmm. I think this team has said it's not about how, it's how many. Just win. And I think – they're not worried about putting on a show. They're not worried about style. None of that. It's it, play ugly, win the game yep. if that's what it takes. Or Josh Allen, spectacular, win the game if that's what it takes. And I yeah. think this year, Jenna, maybe more than any other year during this kind of thing, they have found a way to win pretty, but certainly win on the uglier side. And I think that helps you in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I feel like this team has won games and they've been able to grind it out. You're, yeah. you're right. There are so many games that these this team plays that there are no style points. I mean, last week we saw the explosive plays, but I think of other wins and I'm like, gross. Sometimes it's just about the the belief that this team can get the job done and then the fact that oh, they blank. can do j- enough plays to win. You're right. I feel like a lot of these wins that they've had have not been the most elegant or eloquent, I should say. But... When they need to, they can kind of, yeah, they can buckle down and just do one more play than the other team. I will say, though, that always concerns you because you're like, ooh, it has not been easy. We've talked about this all season long. It has not been easy for this team to win. Obviously, they have rattled off seven in a row. So there is pause and concern considering sometimes it looks really, really challenging. And the thing that concerns me, I guess, is segues into being uh, concerned about not winning a Super Bowl are the turnovers that we've seen from Josh. Kind of uncharacteristically, especially down the line within the last like month and a half, uh, some of those plays. And I think about even last week um, or the week before, like uncharacteristic turnovers where it's like, Josh, what were you doing? Yeah, I agree I think- with that. Yeah. 
I think they've turned into characteristic turnovers. Like it's just kind of been the yeah. way this season has gone. Um, so yeah, I just, you talk about what concerns me going forward or what can hold them back. Um, I want my flowers. I want my flowers and I want them that's... from both. I want them from both of you guys. Um, so that's, that's what concerns me. And I will, I'll give the floor to you guys first to apologize and say I was right. And then we can move on. Okay. For those of you who don't speak Dan Fates, uh, Fates is talking about how Mike and I both believe that Gabe Davis would be a fantastic secondary receiver, really step up, take another step forward in this season after what he showed, especially in the playoffs, especially in Kansas City last year. Davis has not done that. Uh, You, Dan, were right. Now, I believe that there are injuries involved in this as well. I think Gabe Davis has been hobbled by some of that, but I also think that he is nowhere near what we expected him to be this season. Mike, I don't know if you want to add in. No, Mike has to add something. No, (laughs) I will agree with Jenna. In this case, Dan is right. Yeah. That makes him one for 10 on his hot takes, (laughs) but he is right. And Gabe Davis's issues permeate the entire offense. Yeah. It has caused issues for everything else. Yep. Josh still has faith in him. He throws him the ball a lot. He does. And the numbers are not good. You know, sometimes when a guy's not making plays, you know, Brady's famous for this. Like, you ain't making plays, the ball's not coming your way. Like, yeah. you got to earn it. He's still going to him. So he does get open. He is available. And I think it's gotten in his head a little bit. I'm, you're yep. right, Jenna. I do think he's dealt with injuries, all those things. Yep. That's what happens in this league. And you think back to the playoffs, the divisional round a year ago, the greatest game probably for a wide receiver in playoff history. Yeah. Four touchdowns, 200 yards. I mean, Jerry Rice never did that. So we know he has the ability. Not necessarily. That is an extreme. But I think it's gotten into his head. I, he doesn't. He's not a big yeah. talker that way. I think he's no. feeling it, and I think the pressure is there. But when I say permeates rest, look at what they've attempted to do. I mean, you bring Cole Beasley back. You got John Brown, John Brown out You're trying yeah. to figure out with McKenzie. Like, you're getting Dawson Knox more involved. Like, it's Yeah, like you look a, at the tea leaves. It's like, yeah, they're, they're, they know they can't rely on him. They can't they rely on him make- for the consistent production. And I think that is the difference between this offense making things look easier or easy. Yeah. As opposed to, it's a struggle. Diggs is Diggs. Diggs is awesome. And you Fantastic. hear all the time, well, you take away their best guy. Teams rarely can take away Diggs, right? But you need that other element, especially yes. if we're talking about Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. And then if you keep going, like, you're going to need that. And I'm with you on that. That is my biggest concern also. Yeah, I think of a moment, and I talked about this in their last game, where you know Gabe could have had that touchdown. It would have been a great catch, oh. but it literally went through his fingertips, and just the frustration on his face getting up, and he you know, he hung his head immediately, and you can tell mm-hmm. that there's a lot in terms of that dynamic about you know what he's feeling, and Dawson Knox, you know, putting his arm yep. around him and being like, "You got this," like I think that's tough to see a player that you know can perform be yep. at the point where they are second guessing themselves or disappointed real, in all of these things. Real quick. I wanted to add Jenna phenomenal shot you got from the sidelines of that. And I think oh. that is one of the most telling plays of the season. 
Because yeah. usually when we see the guys celebrate, you guys have all gotten great highlights, and it's great. Diggs on the sidelines talking about – what was he talking about? Being a chiropractor or whatever the heck he was saying that day. Um, lyric, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. Dan with the touchdowns like Gabe and Enzo. It was great. But that play, it was a, it's right in front of you. It's an obvious drop. And you, you were right. His head's down, and right away Dawson goes to him. And I think that says something. And maybe he do. can snap out of that. Wouldn't it be phenomenal for this offense if he had success, say, this week, and then it's like it changes for him? I think that would be great. But that's asking a lot because we've seen, you know, 18 weeks, and it's been rocky most I of think the time. When doubt – we talk about confidence being a hell of a drug. Doubt is a hell of a drug too. And that can affect – how you perform and how it will affect future performances. That's up to the player. But yeah. I think when doubt yeah. can set in, that can completely alter the way a, a player is able to do their job. Yeah. It's, but my thing is, is that we talked about how different it is to assume more responsibility and everybody wants it. And you want that attention and you want to be that guy and not everybody is that guy. And where we talk about his confidence, like I think that's part of it, but his numbers are pretty similar to what they were last year. But last year he was a role player. This yeah. year he's a starter. That's the big difference. Like, and Mike, I, I kind of disagree with your point because as these playoff teams, the games get bigger and game plans get better and there's more tape. Like we have seen digs at times disappear. Like he had a three game stretch where he had what, Mike, was it six catches? Like, that worries me going into the playoffs where teams can take away players and, or at least they attempt to, or there's more focus to it. And that's what has me very concerned. And that's why we talk about like, what's, what's your biggest fear is that the fact that like who else. And like, I've gotten to the point of this season where I'm totally fine with forcing the ball to Stefan Diggs, <laughs> just throw him the ball. Like there's nobody else that's open. There's nobody else that's getting open. Even the catch that Gabe Davis had, the one that Josh had on third down where he was backing up and backpedaling and threw it, Isaiah McKenzie and Gabe Davis are in the same spot. Like, somebody's doing something wrong that there's no other consistent guy getting open where I'm like, just throw it to Diggs. Throw it to Diggs 15 times a game because yeah. they threw it at, at Gabe Davis 10 times against New England, and he only caught three. Like, it's I just, will say this. I will say Dawson Knox has become more of the passing game, and that is good to see. He's yeah. become back to being more of a weapon. He's scoring touchdowns. He got open on that play. That will help. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, and I think about those games. One of those games was the crazy one in Chicago with Diggs. I, I just, I think sometimes Josh looks to get other people involved, and you're right. He doesn't want to force it, but force it. you can force it. You can force it to 14. Like he will, there's times, Jenna, isn't it kind of comical how easily he gets open sometimes? He's got them so scared and he does that little move. They were doing it at the start of the game Sunday yeah. where it's just and getting me, him the me, ball. Let me just say this, this, this is going to sound, this is going to sound weird and it's an experience I've had, but I, I'll make it a bigger picture because otherwise I'll sound like a, such a loser. When Derek Jeter used to get out in baseball, like he used to come back to the dugout and tell his teammates, like this guy's got nothing. Like, don't worry about it, guys. Because if the Yankee team saw that Derek didn't get a hit, they were like, well, if Derek can't get a hit, then, like, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. And he used to come back and try and, like, calm his teammates down and all of those things. 
when Stefan Diggs isn't getting involved, the offense feels different. Like to the fact of, well, if Steph's not involved, like how, how are we going to move the ball in this game? That's just my sense. And when Steph does catch the ball and goes for 15 yards and gets up and shrugs his shoulders and drops the ball, like it feels different. Like a 13 yard catch from Stefan Diggs feels different than a 20 yard catch to Dawson Knox. Like mentally the offense just rolls better and gets that swagger back when it's digs. And so that's where I'm in the mood of force the ball to Steph early and often, because I feel like that sets the tone for the offense. That's fair. I, I could see yeah. why you would say that. He's just been so good and so consistently good that yep. he has been, I mean, everything you could ever ask of him this season. All right. Uh, let's talk about our, uh, wait, what was that? Hold on. There's, Yes, our big moment from the playoffs. Yes. Um, the McDermott era is the kind of yeah. the thing. Because, look. I, I Matt Milano has been named the AP 2022 NFL All-Pro first team. Wow. Oh, so hey, that is the that is the real All-Pro team. That's yeah, the that's, that is the one that is accepted as All-Pro. I know the Correct. Players Association has their own now. That's fantastic. Yeah. That is not – that's not Pro Bowl. The AP Pro uh, uh, All Pro is Im that's impressive, and I think he yeah. deserves it. It's nice to see him get that recognition. I think Poyer made All Pro before he made Pro Bowl last year. He had not made the Pro Bowl until this year, which is kind of alarming that you know they look at him that way. That's great for Milano. Yeah, absolutely, huge. Yeah, that's sorry. Good. I just he figured that is uh, yeah. Breaking news. Breaking breaking news. Uh, okay, yeah, that's a big deal. That's cool. Good for him. I feel like he doesn't get a lot of... Uh, sometimes it feels like he's the unsung hero. So that's obviously... That's the third straight year, though, that the Bills have had a, a player be named All-Pro. Yeah. Obviously, it was... Was it Diggs? Boyer. Oh, I was talking about defensively speaking. Oh, yeah. As if we needed another Boyer, reason to say why like the a, Pro Bowl is so stupid. Matt Milano's not a Pro Bowler. Yeah. But he's an All-Pro. I mean, Again, I just want yeah. that. I just want that. I needed to be said. I love that. You yeah. know, they'll say agents when the guy makes uh, Pro Bowls, they use it. When he doesn't, they say the Pro Bowl is stupid. That's the way they use it. So yeah, good for him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Let's talk about a playoff moment. That uh, we're talking about just during the McDermott yeah. era here, because you guys weren't around memory. for the ones. Yeah, a thousand years ago, uh, that there were yeah. ones. Um, I'll start with it. I'm going to say, even though that's been great, I go back to that first one when they made it. First of all, it was great in the locker room in Miami when they found out they won. There's nothing quite like that that day. But I'm going to go back to that first game, the next. Um, I'm not talking about – I'm talking about the Josh Allen era. I'm talking about two years later when Josh made it. And they're in Houston, and we didn't know what to expect. And old Brian Dable calls the um, John Brown pass to Josh Allen, and he flies into the end zone. And I remember sitting there thinking, you know, we watched them in Jacksonville in that playoff game, and it was boring. It was Tyrod. But they, we were just so happy that the Bills made it. Yeah. That was like, this is not your grandfather's Bills team. This is not them. This is not your regular quarterback. They do not approach things that way. When they end up losing that game, and I get it, and there's been a lot of playoff moments since then, but I love that moment for the franchise because 
it was the beginning of the Josh Allen experience. And I just think about yeah. that and I'm like, oh my God. Like, I, you kind of forget about some of the other. I know Dan didn't forget about it because you're down there on the field in that game. But that Josh Allen moment was incredible as the start of the playoffs. You, you talk about the Josh Allen experience for me. It was it was that game in Houston. That atmosphere was just absurd. Um, one of the coolest, loudest games I've ever been to. And to me, it was that team walking off the field and that disappointment, but also that thought of like, ooh, this could be the start of something. Like that, them making the playoffs, that game that that they clinched the playoff berth was a Sunday night game in Pittsburgh when Josh was great. And then all of a sudden they go to Houston. And like, to be honest, the moment felt too big. Like it was like Josh played like a drunk carny at the end of that, in that second half and in the overtime and he's throwing to Pat DeMarco and double coverage and all of those things. And, and there's that image of Josh kind of sitting down after he got sacked on like the fourth and whatever. And it just was one of those things. I remember in the locker room, Mike and, him understanding like I let my teammates down and like I don't ever want to experience that feeling again and how much that hurt like that to me was the one where it was like they're not there right now but this could be something and now we've seen how that was like the the first chapter of the book and there's been other chapters um but obviously becoming Super Bowl favorites and all those things this year it feels like to me it started with that game where you talk about scar tissue Mike that that felt like the first scar yeah, that brings up another scar. My memory is walking off the field last year in Kansas City in the divisional round thinking that the Bills had won the game with 13 seconds left. And the heartbreak was palpable. Um, after the game, as a camera person, you're getting, you know, isolated shots of some of the players and I was walking off the field with Josh Allen and just the look in his eyes and you know you're we're in Kansas City and there are celebrations and there's fireworks going off and there's screaming and there's yelling but it felt almost deafeningly quiet because you knew that this team had come so close and it looked like they had pulled it together and they were able to avenge that AFC championship loss to the Chiefs and for that game to end the way it did and just walking off the field, I will never forget that. And just what that moment felt like and what that meant and how much that has been referenced. Now, we look now and we're like, oh my gosh, 13 seconds feels like years ago because of what this team has been through since then. But that to me, and I've said it, that that is the start of the DVD. Yeah. In my head of like, if this team wins the Super Bowl, that is the start because of how much fuel and straight up anger and aggression and just uh focus that team has felt because of that moment so that that is one that stands out yeah, also that, yeah no go ahead no also just in that game like what Allen was able to do on fourth fourth down scoring the touchdown to Gabe Davis to give the bills the lead like it was I mean, I was on the sidelines for that game. I felt like every touchdown was literally right in front of me too, which I don't always feel that way. And it was just like, oh, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. this team is ready. Yeah. And then obviously the way it ended, but. Um, you're you're the start of the DVD. That's, that's really interesting because we all feel, I think, that this is not 
that's not the end of the journey here. This team's going to have opportunities starting with this year. Yeah. Um, you don't want that to be the, we'll say high mark, but like the pivot, like it's where it goes the other way. Like they got this close. And I know they had been in the championship game, which obviously could have put them in the Super Bowl, but they yeah. didn't, they weren't really close in that game. That game, you felt like close it out. They're beating Cincinnati. They're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And you're right. That was, that was, I think it's the worst loss in Bill's history. And I was there for the Super Bowl with the wide right. Like that was do you, different. This do you was remember the worst loss in the team history? The next morning we were in the airport in Kansas city, which is the worst airport ever anyways, but we were sitting at our gate, getting ready to go back home and people were like openly crying. Yeah. You were doing a radio hit, Mike. And I felt like you were screaming. <laughs> you always think I'm screaming. You talk so loud, but like, it was just, it, it was like, we were all at a funeral. Like it was just crazy how heavy the air was because it was yeah. everyone wearing their bill shirts, all this stuff. And it was just like, everybody oh just so, sort of, it just, you look at them and they're just sort of shaking their head. Yeah. And that's the way the team was, you know? Yeah. So yeah, those are moments. Look, there's been great moments too. Like we're highlighting, you know, like some of this just because it's so impactful because in the playoffs, yeah. it always, somehow it always ends with a loss, right? I mean, that's it. Either you win the championship or it ends with a loss. Yeah. So 31 that feels and their season on a loss. Yeah. Well, no, 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 you can win your last game. You don't make the playoffs. I boo. Oh my God. What a, what a dumb comment. What a dad comment. No. Well, you said 31 no. season. Detroit's well, yeah, happy. You don't think, okay, you could win your last game, but if you don't oh make the playoffs, God. you're right. Is that a, does that, that? Ask Dan Campbell. No, you're right. Oh. It, 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 well, it, Beans talked about that. It's just, that's, that's so what cringy. defines you, how you lost. <laughs> that's right. true. Well, what's our favorite playoff that. moment? Like a happy one. I've been trying to think. Taron Johnson. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Really cool. Phenomenal. That's really cool. Because we were all at home watching that game. It was yeah. Saturday night. And yeah, yeah. I, I was there, but it was weird we the, because we yeah. had to stay in the press box and nobody yeah. could go down the field. But and watching it being like they're driving to win the game. And then not only that, it's like, oh, they got the pick. It's like nobody's gonna get him. I, I remember the zoom with Taryn afterwards and his reaction, his face and all of it was just like, do you understand that you just pulled off one of the biggest plays in like Bill's history? And he was like, wow. Like, yeah, yeah. you're right. Like, you had this. Was, I remember you had the stills that you put. It was a great, it was so like, funny. The stills. Yeah. 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 That's pretty changed good. his number since then, by the way, Micah Hyde says he's a totally different guy since he changed his number. Since Taryn used to be this one guy. Now he's now he's different since he's number seven. Oh, he's kind of funny. I heard him talking about he was laughing. Says his little brother there. But yeah, that's a great moment. There were so many in that Kansas City game. You you just wanted them to last. The Josh Allen two-point conversion to Diggs is one of the all-time great athletic moments between two players in the history of the franchise. Maybe in the play, you gotta watch that play again if you have a moment to just be not worried about the way it ended. It is incredible what he did. And it's just lost because of the way the game went. But yeah, there's been so many great ones, but yeah, you know, that's that's what it is. All right. Let's wrap up here. Um, Again, we have our merch. If you would like to check it out, it's the Buffalo plus store.com. Yeah. We've had a lot of fun designing this stuff. And if you enjoy our, if you enjoy our work or want to support the channel, 
we always appreciate it. And if you also want to support our channel and are not already subscribed, do it. Subscribe. Do it. <laughs> subscribe. And we'll all be up at the game Sunday. Yes. yes. Get the whole team's playoffs. We're playoff ready. We're playoff caliber. We're ready to go. Ooh, yeah. Dan's got his show love shirt for Demar Hamlin. Nice. Love that. Um, all right. Well, thank you for joining us. We'll catch you next time here on Buffalo Plus. For Mike and Dan, I am Jenna. For all your post game coverage, be sure to check out our channel as well as we have a TikTok. We also have an Instagram. And if you don't already know, we have a podcast version, an audio only version. You can check it out wherever you listen to your podcast. It is creatively named Buffalo Plus. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time here. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 